0: Locked talk radio. Yeah, yeah.
1: DJ Clue. That's the storm. The rock, the rock, the rock. This shit right
0: here,
1: right here. The rock Army. Dame Dash presents, presents presents. The dream team, the dream niggas. team niggas. Word. Time after time. What's up, y'all? Yo, this is Dang Dash, the, the CEO. <laughs> here to welcome y'all to the dream team. Woo! But y'all niggas thought I was gonna rap? Never. I'm just a little mad at niggas coming at my neck like my teammate, the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got beans. Niggas thought about they self for a change. Then maybe they could finally figure out how to get themselves some change. I done seen jealousy, make niggas do two terrible things. How the song God I do a whole Oh yeah, should have never changed. That's a worry, though we are the champions. Spend a lot of time at Hampty Young. Do a lot of bitch you can't be young. Damn, all these fans can't be wrong. Damn B.I.G., you can't be gone. Make those B stuff wanna rock. Make a nigga feel just like pop. Make it street, but it just might pop. Make it straight to the mountain top. Had to shot on lock when they finally.
2: Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Two Sides of the Story presents the Skybox. This is your boy, Chills, and I'm here with my co-host.
1: Team Electrifying Man and Internet Radio, DC's people, Share. what is happening?
2: What do you do, y'all? Oh, man, we have another great episode ahead of y'all, ahead for y'all. Of course, we got a lot of talk about from... From NFL preseason to NFL news to the major league baseball. So on and so on. So champ, go ahead and kick go ahead and kick us off with a quick three for this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, first and foremost, just an update for those of y'all who may who may or may not be listening to the game or watching the game on T V, the Redskins currently have a twenty to three lead over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a game that was moved up from Thursday due to the impending tropical storm that is about to hit the Tampa Bay area tomorrow. So right now they have a 20-3 to lead, and uh, this is with 26 players that stayed in the DMV and did not even travel for this game. So 26 players did not even make the trip, and the other – Players that are there, trying to some of them trying to make rock spots, are doing pretty well. Twenty to three is the score. But in your quick read for the day, first and foremost, for all you Brett Favre fans out there, and I know there's a lot of them, um, if you go to the Green Bay, if you go to Green Bay, you get to visit uh, an exhibit for, uh, Pat, uh, for the now NFL Hall of Famer Packers Hall of Famer, which opened today, Wednesday, up in uh, in Green Bay. Uh, Mark Murphy Packers, president and CEO, said about Brett Barr, quote, what really set Brett apart from, I think, so many of, of the other players in the league was the connection he had with the fans. Uh, fans were on hand to see the ribbon cutting and get an up-close look at what the exhibit had to offer. Um, they uh, uh, Over the years, the person with uh, Lloyd setter a fan, actually has... Collected over 500 pieces of Favre memorabilia, and um, he's like, he showed his love for his gunslinger by showing for this exhibit. Uh, the exhibit is uh, now open, public. I'm to check out. So, congratulations to Favre on the year that he did get inducted into the uh, NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He uh, now has his own exhibit uh, in the Green Bay Hall of Fame. Uh, up there in, in Green Bay, so good on him for that. Uh, story number two has to do with the controversial goalkeeper who is uh, now not really playing. Uh, we're talking about Hope Solo. Uh, last week we slightly mentioned that she had received a six-month suspension and had her contract terminated from the, national, the women's national team uh, due to her controversial comments about an opponent in the Olympics. Well, on Tuesday, Hope Solo announced that she would not play another ge- another minute for, uh, the prof- for her women's professional team in Seattle, uh, extending her sudden separation from soccer. Uh, the 35-year-old goalkeeper revealed her decision to step away from the Seattle reign of the U.S. soccer-funded National Women's Soccer League, in a brief statement in which she said she was not in the proper state of mind to return to the field. Uh, as many people know, Solo was dropped last week by U.S. Soccer for her critical comments she made about the opposing team after the Americans were eliminated by Sweden in the semi, in the quarterfinals of the Rio Olympics. Uh, U.S. Soccer announced the move as a 6 month suspension, but Solo revealed, and the, and the Federation subsequently confirmed, uh, that the U.S. soccer had also used the airship to end her contract with the national team, citing both her comments and past incidents. Many um, saw the action as a way for the organization to distance itself from the controversial goal, goalkeeper for good. Uh, so was said in her statement on Tuesday, coming in terms with the fact I was fired from the U.S. women's national team after 17 years of service has been devastating. After careful consideration, I have decided to end my season with the Seattle Rain, an organization I love playing for. Mentally, I am not there yet. After watching the team's win this, win against Portland this weekend, and seeing Haley Coppermeyer playing so well in goal, I truly see this decision is what's best for me and for the Reign organization. Um, and she was like, she, in her statement, she did not mention any uh, thoughts about playing next season. Um, but, yeah, it's been a very whirlwind, um, it's been a very whirlwind, uh, time for for Hope Solo, with all the legal problems she had, and the controversial comments which led to her being let go by the Women's National Team, and now, um, uh, this is just, it's it's a lot going on. But, um, but in this... In terms of her salary for the National Women's Soccer League, her salary was unaffected by the end of her national team deal. Uh, her decision to walk away before the final four games could allow U.S. Soccer to withhold her final four game checks, which on a prorated basis would amount to about twelve thousand um, dollars. So,
0: yeah,
1: a lot going on with this, with, with Hope right there. Um, hopefully, everything works out for her. knows and uh, finally. On, uh, history was made Monday night on the show American Ninja Warrior when uh, Supergirl stuntwoman Jessie Graff made history becoming the first woman ever in the history of the television show that is an adaptation of the show from Japan completed the state first stage of the Las Vegas finals. Uh, The 32-year-old Grab told People magazine about her accomplishment, quote, I hope it will show women that the feminine is strong, that we can frequently do more than people think we can, sometimes even more than we believe ourselves if we're willing to work forward. Um, She would go on to say that, quote, we may have to train smarter and harder, but if we achieve greater focus, technique, and strategy, we can beat the guys. I know I'm not the strongest or the fastest. There are plenty of women who can do what I did, but I'm honored and grateful to have been the first to get to be a part of this huge movement in which we challenge our perception of what is possible, In quote. So the Amer- American Ninja Warrior show has now gotten its first female uh, stage one winner. Um, and she previously made history on the show as the first woman to make it up the 14-and-a-half-foot warp Wall during the Los Angeles qualifiers and did it again during the Los Angeles finals. Uh, for those who want to check out the national finals with will feature uh, grams, you can check them out Monday at 8 p.m. on NBC. And that is your quick read for this evening. Well,
2: all right, you have it. That's yes, this week's play three. Oh man! But of course, you know we gotta talk, ra- talk wrestling. We, Boy, gotta
0: we
2: gotta talk rap. Off. Yes, indeed. Oh man! So, uh, Monday night, Monday night raw was actually worth watching this week.
1: The ending of the Monday night raw was awesome.
2: It was. It was the greatest thing they've produced in a very long time. For those who me, haven't seen Monday Night Raw, we have a new, but of course we have a new Universal Champion. And his name is Kevin Owens. It was, uh, hey, it was hey, a, four-way hey. Didn't AMA I say tomorrow. it on the
1: show? Didn't I say it on the show? I was thinking K.O.?
2: I was I was torn between KO and Rollins. I was I was torn between KO and Rollins. But yeah, but yeah, it was a four-way elimination match which featured Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Big Cass. But at the end of the fourth end of the match, Triple H will come in, Pedigree Roman and get him eliminated. Then he will turn on Seth Rollins by hitting him with the Pedigree in allowing Kevin Owens to get the win and the new titles. So apparently KO is Triple H's new choice. He is Triple H's new guy. So now do Let you think take- this turns Seth Rollins into a face?
1: Um well it's funny because there was a lot of talk about turning Seth's face, having a double turn. There was an article I read I forgot what it was. It was an article I read that said that they were talking about doing a double turn, having Rollins turn face and Roman turn heel. Um I guess they're not gonna go that route, but I love it. I mean that was probably the, one of the best words I've seen in a WWE ring in a long time. I mean, Triple H came out of the crowd. Pedigree Roman Reigns, and you already you're thinking, Well, like it's going to be Rollins, and become the champion, all right, cool, whatever, you know what I'm saying, He, you know, Roman Reigns gets eliminated, so it ain't Reigns, it'll be Rollins, Rollins gets up, let's you know, boom, oh, from pedigree to Rollins, and KO is the champion, I was legitimately shocked, like, I did not see that coming at all, I did not think for one solitary second that that... That it was going to happen, and that KO was going to legitimately win the world, the uh, Universal Championship. That was, that was like the best moment of Raw in a while, and most certainly the best moment of that episode of Raw. Man,
2: Absolutely. it was the best a- moment. It was the best moment of the week. I mean, since the this is the first time Mars actually did something right since the Brand. The brand split. I mean, I'm looking at. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't even see all of Raw. I, I saw that one match. That was all I needed to see. Was KO win the belt? That's swerve was the best thing that's happened to Raw in a while. I'm glad that it happened.
1: I'm excited to see how this how this title reigns going to go for 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 Kevin Owens. I mean, he's been, oh, yeah. he's been preparing and preparing to have this title reign for the longest time. Now he's going to finally get an opportunity to take the ball and run with it. I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen with this title reign. I'm so looking forward to this. This is going to be absolutely amazing, especially with Triple H in his corner. That is going to be awesome. And then the question oh, is man. looming is that, did Stephanie McMahon know about this I mean, because I know they've been trying to get her to be a face for the longest time, but it, have they given up on that? Are they going to make it seem like she knew about it and have a split up uh, top of the food chain with the face GM and the heel commissioner?
2: It might be that. <laughs> it just might happen. I mean, let's, let's be realistic. I mean, we've seen more heel stuff than we've seen face stuff. Right. I mean, honestly, a face death. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could work, but you would have her as a face, then you have Foley as a face, with Triple H being back on Raw. I don't know. I I'm I'm just waiting to see what's
1: gonna happen. Um, yeah. But I mean, SmackDown. SmackDown had a lot to top with that one, with the, with the uh, way that the Universal Championship was crowned, and I am sorry to say, but I don't think they really did it. They couldn't really top how the the shock factor of that. I think that the only the, the closest they got was the beginning promo where you know Miz came out talking more trash about Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler came out with the fight. Yeah. Even then, that didn't yeah. even measure up. That was the only real shock Honestly, of, the, of the night was that. Other than that, it wasn't really much of a shock.
2: Yeah, I mean that was Smackdown, that was SmackDown's best moment of last night. That promo, the segment with the Miz and Dolph Ziggler was actually your main event for real. You I mean, you think about it. I mean, the tag team title matches were man. Yeah. Speaking so of I like, the tag team. Speaking of tag team, though. Oh no, I take that back. I take that back. The highlight of the night was the uh, interview with Heath Slater Rhino and Renee. Yo, that was the highlight. That was yo, the
1: highlight. that was that was fucking gold, dude. That was so. That was such gold. And then for Heath Slater and Rhino to come out later on and beat the Headbangers, a team that has been tag team champions and that was coming back to beat them, I was like, yo, that is yeah. what's up right there, yo. That was that was definitely a good moment for SmackDown. But like I said, it's just nothing on SmackDown to top how Raw ended. Raw definitely showed that it was the premier show, the A show, with such an ending for their title match.
2: I mean, it did. It did. I mean, for the first time since the brand split, the draft split, they they finally did it. They finally gave us that real ending. <laughs> but, um. And of course she had the two squash I need to go, go back to that, segment, though. Oh, yeah. no. Before you
1: go back, remember, you had the two squash matches. You know, you had, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nia Jax squashing somebody, some chick. Uh, yeah. Uh, America, like, what the fuck? And then you had, uh, no, that was Braun Strowman squashing America and then taking off his mask and then, uh, Diet Jack watching some local some local jobber as well,
2: so yeah, you had that. Yeah. But uh, hold on, I, I, we yeah. gotta talk about this segment again. Let's talk about the cheese the uh cane cheese and crackle plate Also, let's talk about Rhino giving Renata, the what's up girl look at the end while he was eating the crackle. <laughs> Yeah, I know about the only one that's poured that. Court at. Yo.
1: Rhino is yo, even Rhino is like you gotta understand Bryno is actually uh, running for public office, so he's gotta have some kind of charisma and he's trying to show it in the WWE. That was cool yeah. I loved it. She's like, Yeah, sucker. Right.
2: It. Oh, right. Yeah. That's all, all that's all I mean, that's all he needed to do in that pro bowl was was a to punish the plate, give Renee that look, give her the hair dot. And slowly eat that damn water. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That was comedy gold right there. Whoever wrote Yo, that, kudos, y'all did a hell of a job.
1: I loved it. I loved it. That whole segment was actually was fucking awesome. And then, like I said, but and then Rhino caught caught a good shot because he was bleeding from the from the top of his head, but he still managed to get the gore and get the victory. So now they're gonna be. Um, facing off... Who are going to be facing off against? They're going to be facing off against Deval Dillon, I believe.
2: No, the Hype Bros.
1: I'm sorry. They'll be facing the Hype Bros in the next round. So, I can't wait for
2: that. That's going to be fun to watch. Okay. Honestly, I'm torn between both teams right now. Because the Hype know, right? grew on me. The Hype Bros. Have, they've grown on me so badly to the point where I actually like them as one of my fa- favorite tag teams right now. But Heath Slater has made me a fan. Ever since the the brand split, this whole free agent, this whole free agent Heath Slater gimmick is pure gold. I haven't been disappointed yet, that. And that's that. Uh, and that's right. saying a lot. I am entertained yeah, I, with Heath Slater. Like yeah, I agree. I agree. Just, I agree. I, agree. I think He's finally getting his final.
1: It 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 works for him. It definitely works for him, and he's he's making the most of yeah. it, which he should. He's making the most of it.
2: I would like to I would like to see Heath Slater and Rhino actually be the hype bros. I want to see them in, at least in the finals, because right now Heath Slater is he is more over than half of the SmackDown roster. <laughs> Hell, he's more over than half of the SmackDown the wrong roster.
1: He really is. Like, that's what people don't realize. He is so over right now. Like, it's, re- it's crazy. Uh, but but one thing to, to think about, though, is that what's been overshadowed here is the fact that they still had that... AJ Styles is the number one contender for the world title. And is getting a shot uh, at Backlash against uh, Dean Ambrose. I think we've seen them forgotten about that.
2: Yeah. We I mean, I was gonna bring that up because, I mean, honestly, I am I'm, I'm liking this AJ Styles. Hill AJ is is funny. Your man comes out with John Cena's muscle band. And has it on his head like his headband. The the head. Your he's man look like he, he's about your man like he's about to hit the court for real. Like he's about to Yo. go deeper. <laughs> Yo, like he about to create his own and one mixtape.
1: Yo, I can't with you right now, dog.
2: But I mean, I'm liking this AJ though. The whole beat up John Cena, the whole face of runs this runs the place. The whole uh, arrogant AJ, I like it. However, yeah, I mean, ends, he did it that ending was just yeah. You know,
1: I mean, but I didn't. I like me. it. Go ahead. I, I like it too, but at the same time, I mean, he's still like it's still like he can't get he's still being overshadowed by other things. And then you know like they it seems like they're not really hyping up this world title match like they're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like it kind of bothers
2: me. You know what I'm saying? I mean that does bother, bother me. It. I will I will say that honestly bother- I don't I don't think they're not hype. I'm, I'm not gonna say they're not hyping AJ enough. They're not hyping the the world title like they should be. Right. I'm sorry. But Baron Corbin should not be facing your world champion
0: as your main event on SmackDown. You could have had yeah. so many
2: other future face f- games. I mean you could have had anyone. What? No, you waste the uh, opportunity on Corbin, and that match was very. Uh, that match, that match was dry as shit, dog. That match was I dry know.
1: as shit. <laughs> that match was dry as. I far. mean, I, that's why.
2: I'm that's sorry. why I purposely. That's why I purposely yawned. I mean, that's what it was. Honestly, I think that match was the worst. I think that match was the. Worst. Worst part of SmackDown. I mean, the I, women, I women's tag great. team match was better than that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, like, how about this heel Carmella, man? Like, goddamn, man. Like, she's savage as shit, though.
2: I'm trying to figure out she, all of a sudden, she goes from babyface to heel just that quick. Like, all it took you was know what? going to bring back Nikki Bella.
1: But, well, I mean, it happened, and now, you know, she's, she uh, Carmella's that heel. And I'm going to tell you something. Carmella's actually doing a pretty bang-up bang up job as a heel. I mean, she got she already had somewhat of the attitude of the heel. It's just that she had to really, like, start doing some heel shit in order to,
2: yeah.
1: you know what I'm saying, make it happen.
2: Exactly. But uh, another thing I want to point out from that match. The glow, the diva of glow, Naomi. Yo. Yo. That Yo. entrance,
1: though.
2: Yo. <laughs> that entrance, though, fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good lord. And
2: honestly, she's start. She's starting to get more of a push. I mean, I ain't gonna say a push, but she's starting to get over with the fans because of that entrance. Because the whole glow, the glow the dark team. I mean, it's slowly showing. <clears throat> More of her personality and charisma, but honestly, I, I do hope she gets a push. I do want to see her get the belt. I don't want to see her just trying for the belt. I want to see her get the belt. Yeah, she's still one of you. my picks in this six-pack. She's still one of my picks. I'm
1: I'm picking Naomi. I think it's about her time that she's starting. to over the fans. She she puts in that work. I mean, she's really good in the ring. Um, it's either her or uh, Natalya. Those are my, those are my, the, the top two that I'm looking at. Either Naomi or Natalya. So they're gonna look at either a face or a heel champion. The face champion will be Naomi. The heel champion will be Natalya. Reason why I don't say uh, uh, Carmella or, or, or Alyssa, Alexa Bliss is because, you know, they're just coming up in NXT. They, I mean. Yeah, they, they pushed Finn to the moon, but then, you know, that's, that's that. But I wouldn't push them to the moon just yet. natalia has been in the yeah. game a little bit longer. I would definitely go Natalia as the heel champion. I would go Naomi. Uh, not nothing against Becky Lynch. Uh, I think that she's she's primed to be a champion, but not right now. And then Nikki just fucking came back. You don't put the fucking belt on her now until you know that she can go. She can go day in and day out. Remember, she had fucking neck surgery and it's like months ago, they didn't even think she was going to come back. If she came back, you can't, trust you can't trust neck surgeries. I mean, look at Stone Cold Steve
0: Austin. Look at Edge. Right. You know, those
1: right. guys, they had neck surgery that thought that they could be able to continue, and they couldn't. Um. So you can't trust that one wrong One wrong move, and Nikki's fucking around, he, fucking around and getting paralyzed. So I would not put the belt on Nikki Bella. And nothing against Becky, but I wouldn't Austin. put it on her.
2: Honestly, I wouldn't put it on Nikki Bella because you don't need to put it on her. I mean, yeah, she's returning, but she doesn't need a belt. Especially if you're trying to move forward with your.
0: Hello.
1: Anybody can hear me?
2: That's
1: the storm. The rock.
0: The rock.
1: This shit right here. The rock Army me. Dang Dash presents the dream team, niggas. World. What's up, y'all? Yo, this is Dang Dash, the CEO. Here to welcome y'all to the dream team. Woo! What y'all niggas thought I was gonna rap? Never. This a little mad nigga coming at my neck like my teammate, the best in the world You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got beans Hello. There we go. Okay. We good now. All right. all right. All
2: right yeah. Uh, you gotta let that block
1: pop. I mean, I'm just saying
2: Oh, but nah. uh, like I was saying, uh yeah. Uh I think I think maybe Naomi is ready. Uh Becky, she will be champion too, but not yet. Even though she was the first female drafted by SmackDown, but not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. She
1: needs she needs a little bit more time to be able to you know what I'm saying? She needs a, a little bit like another couple months before she can jump to that to that to that status right quick, but you know. She'll get there, though. But real quick, though, before we move on from wrestling, though, I do want to make mention of some news that uh, occurred over the last couple of days. Now, uh, everybody knows that uh, Alberto Del Rio is currently on a suspension, a 30-day suspension, for his first uh, violation of the wellness policy. Well, it's now been revealed that when his suspension is up on September the 17th, he is going to be effectively released from his WWE contract. He has requested his release. He had an out clause in his contract where he could ask for his release, and it could be granted, and he wouldn't have to be subjected to a 90-day no-compete clause, meaning he couldn't have to sit around and wait for three months before he can compete anywhere else. And as soon as he is um, cleared from his schedule then he can immediately go and um, he immediately go and wrestle in like Mexico or something like that. But yeah, Alberto Del Rio's time in WWE is effectively over. It was said that he was not happy with the fact that he felt he was lied to and uh, told he was getting a push and then he ended up not getting a push at all. Um, he ended up just being a US champion then being a part of the Mex-Americans, and then uh, part of the League of Nations, and then basically floundering in nothingness. So he was unhappy, and because of that, he's gone. So once his suspension's over, he's done. He's already been removed from live events past September 17th, date where he was supposed to return. So no more Alberto Del Rio. The second run for him in the WWE did not work out as well as the first. No,
2: I, mean, I think it would. I mean, his first run, he was a <clears throat> three-time world champion. Money the bank winner, Rory Rumble winner. I mean, his second run he wasn't going to top that or even really come close. I didn't see it. I mean, it was great that he beat it on his first night back, but, I mean, I didn't see anything beyond that for him. I mean, I don't mean to not negative. I'm just being real with it. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it just didn't work out for him. So, he's, you know, he's all, he can go on and do something uh, do something in Mexico and get his career back on track and everything like that. I think he deserves it well, to do, to do that way. But, you know, his second run wasn't I mean, as was as successful as his first.
2: But of course not. I mean, another reason, look at all the talent that WWE has brought in between his first run and his second run. He came back with the likes of WWE signing AJ Styles, who was by the debut, debuted a few months later at the Royal Rumble. Kevin Owens, Simi Zayn. You also have shit the shield. <laughs> you yeah. have all this talent that's in now that's been all over the place. I mean, that's what what he does what people don't realize is that's a lot of competition. That's more competition than what he really had to face with just one against Orton and Orton and Cena. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Yeah, well, you know, wishing the best. Hopefully everything works out, and um, uh, just just to sneak this one in here, uh, scoring update from Raymond James Stadium in um, Tampa. Tampa just kicked a field goal, uh, 22-yard field goal. They're now down 20 to six to the Redskins with 3:56 remaining in the in the game. Uh, they're trying to get that game over quickly so the team can get back to D.C. before that tr- that tropical storm potential hurricane hits Tampa Bay uh tomorrow. So that game is very near to be over and the rest is the like they're gonna finish the preseason at three and one. Uh, and definitely have a, have some momentum going into their season opener on September the twelfth, Monday night, home hosting Pittsburgh and I will be there
2: hopefully. Well I won't be really game, but I will be at somebody's bar watching it. Uh, <laughs> but uh since since we're actually on the top we're on the topic of tonight's game and the preseason wrap-up. If you had to make any roster cuts, who would you cut?
1: Off the top of my head, Logan Paulson. Especially after his performance tonight with three drops, Logan Paulson got Yeah.
2: That.
1: I mean, we got a full – we have a full – full. Uh, we got a nice, good uh, t- tight end core with uh, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, and Alice Paul. Logan Paul is the odd man out in my opinion. In my opinion, he only had one catch for six yards, and he had three drops. In my opinion, that that I mean, I granted, it is a very rainy, wet, nasty environment down in Tampa. But at the same time, a lot of those throws hit him in his hands. Nah, you can't have that. You you know you can't have that except expect to be have a spot on the team. So I think that that he's got to go on now. He, he got to go.
2: Um, yeah, honestly but, uh, he uh, will be he will be one that I would catch. why? Because he did he has dropped three passes and plus, he's dropped a lot of passes in games. I mean, he doesn't have reliable hands. I mean, his one trick is being a good blocking tight end. now that we added vernon davis who's who's a very versatile tight end who can block who can catch. Now that we added Vernon Davis to our uh, tight end core, Logan Paulson was the odd man out coming into the season, and the fact that he got hurt last year didn't help him either. As far as running backs, mm, I don't know. (laughs) Let
1: me tell you something. Mac Brown needs to stay.
2: Mack Brown needs to stay.
1: If he gets cut, here's my thing. If he gets cut, he needs to be on the practice squad. I mean, this is his stat line tonight. Now, in a game like this where it's really rainy and nasty, running the football is definitely paramount. And this man had 17 rushes, 147 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown was a 60-yard uh, touchdown. Yeah, I thought it was a 60-yard he, touchdown. He's, he's definitely, he definitely needs to have a spot on his roster, whether it be on special teams um, or something. Boy, he needs to be on the practice squad. You cannot let something like that get away. I'm sorry you cannot. Now Kelly did pretty good as well. Sixteen rushes, ninety nine yards. But I but uh but I mean, you gotta you gotta give Mac Brown a shot. You gotta put him on the roster and put him on the practice squad. I think Kelly I think Kelly needs to be on the practice squad. I think Mac Brown needs to have a spot on the roster. In my opinion.
2: Okay, now with you saying that, because honestly, both running backs have impressed me. Robert Kelly has impressed me this entire preseason. That's the thing. He's done the he's done a lot with the carries that he's that he's had. Background oh he he destroyed shit tonight. I mean, without a question. So do you go into the season with? four to five running backs? The answer is you might have to because your your first your second string are already hurt. Granted Matt Jones might be back by week one, but I don't wanna I don't know how much can I bank into Matt Jones when he can't stay healthy. And Keith was already showing that he can't stay healthy, so what do you do now? Look to your look to your younger backs. I mean Mac Brown went to Florida with uh with shit, Matt Jones. And honestly I think I think Matt Jones is very explosive and he's a very powerful runner. Yeah. So he should have a spot on the scene. Him and him and Robert Kelly. They earned their spots. I mean, hey, I know one talk. of them is go to the practice squad.
1: Yeah, there's talk that with Matt Jones, you know, Matt Jones' is, is durability issues, there is a lot of talk that if, he, if Matt Jones is not completely healthy when the season starts, that it could be a, a, a running back by committee, at least for the early part of the season, to get Matt Jones completely healthy where you have uh, you could have Matt Jones and possibly – uh, Matt Brown or Robert Kelly uh, as uh, the other ones, and as part of that committee, and Chris Thompson being your third down back. Uh, if, if it were me, I would definitely go running back by committee and have Matt Jones and Matt Brown be my, you know, be my two guys, with Chris Thompson being my third down back, and I would put Kelly on the practice squad and let Kelly grow within this organization and this system. And then when it's his time, he can go ahead and show his stuff too. Because Kelly's not a bad running back. I mean, ninety-nine yards tonight. Obviously, he's he's a very he's he's good with what he does.
2: So, what do you do with uh, Keith Marshall?
1: Uh, Keith Wash- Washington. Oh my goodness.
2: Keith Marshall.
1: Keith Marshall. They put him on IR.
2: Oh shit.
1: Yeah, they put him on IR. Yeah, they put him on IR. Even though his injury wasn't serious enough to warrant it, but they didn't want to put him in a situation where he got cut and went somewhere else, so they put him on IR. So they want to give him a shot next year. Even though he got hurt, they want to give him a shot next year.
2: Wow. So, well, we'll, well, since his season is pretty much over you have Matt Jones, Chris Thompson. Yeah, you might as well bring your four running backs.
1: Yeah, but there is also talk that there's a possibility that the Redskins could carry three quarterbacks this season. Because we already Honestly, know about
2: – uh, That would be a smart move.
1: Because you got Cousins, you got McCoy, and, and Nick he he's not a bad option. You give him a chance to – to grow in the system. I mean, the night he did okay, he had uh, he was 8-18 for um, 72 yards with uh, one touchdown. And, yeah, he, he was sacked three times, but,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, give him time to develop, be able to read the pocket, make his reads better and quicker. But, uh, those incompletions weren't really his fault. <laughs> well, yeah. a good number of them weren't. I mean, you got bumps like Paulison dropping passes. What about on the defensive yeah, shot? Right. Who stood out? Who stood out to you the most on defense? Uh, so Cravens
1: definitely stood out a lot, and that's why I think he's got a spot on the roster. Uh, Dookie and Nacho had an interception tonight on a tip pass. Yeah. Um, so I think that Duke will have a spot on the roster. Uh those are the two main guys that stood out for me the most. And then you brought in uh the cat that used to play for the Giants and the Eagles. Uh to play oh, on the D um, line. I think he
2: Colin call, uh Colin Jenkins.
1: Yeah, Colin Jenkins. Uh Cullen Jenkins actually had three tackles and a sack tonight. Um, so he definitely stood out uh quite a bit. Uh, Trent Murphy uh, Played tonight He actually had a sack uh, Tonight as well So he's definitely Some little by In his spot Uh, And Martrell Spate Actually stood out a lot Uh, He made a lot of Good plays tonight So I think that Spate just kicked
2: ass Just kicked ass This preseason
1: Yeah so I think that Spate might have Locked himself A spot on the roster At the linebacker position,
2: Uh, well, honestly, honestly, he 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 has because uh, because we lost one middle linebacker. We lost a middle linebacker. Perry
1: Riley Jr. Perry Riley Jr. was cut.
2: He yes, he was.
1: So I think Marshall State, who was a fifth round pick last season. Uh, from uh, Arkansas, I think he's definitely showing up a spot to be a back to be at least a backup middle linebacker uh, in this defense, uh, along with uh, who's the other guy? Along with Sewell
2: crazy Will, you got Will, will, yeah, will Coffin and uh, Foster.
1: I think so, that yeah. what what I what I've seen this preseason. Is that defensively, we're looking we're looking pretty good. We're looking yeah. pretty good you know, defensively. Uh, we're looking like we're going to be a team that's going to be something like we're looking like a team with that we're not going to give up a lot of big plays like we did last season. Uh, because yeah. you have you have a great you have a strong front seven that's going to put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. And then when you look at the schedule. Uh, yeah, you got Big Ben in your first game of the season, but then you got to take the second game of the season at home. is with a rookie quarterback and Dak Prescott, who's very athletic, very skilled, very talented, but has you know will be in hostile territory in a division game against a fierce rival uh, on a big stage. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how he can handle that sort of uh, that sort of thing. Uh, with that front seven and that and that secondary. So, um, if you think about it, the first three or four games, that front seven has, you know, somewhat of a test, especially when they when Cleveland comes to town and RG3, if he starts running around, you know, they want to pop him in the freaking mouth. But this defense has definitely shown up and has shown that they're not going to be a joke, um, Not at least not in this division, uh, going forward in this season.
2: Yeah, honestly, I've seen improvements with the defense. I mean, the pass rush looks more, looks more vicious. Preston Smith, I can't praise him enough. I mean, he, he's getting better day by day. Then you have the improvements of State, Foster, and Compton. Then you look at, you look at Kendall Fuller. You look at Dunbar look at Sewell Craven. Look at improvements that this defense has made. And you still have Will Blackley who's still a good option. And right. Nickel nickel corner slash safety. I mean, this defense looks like it can be something serious. Now, I mean, I'm looking at the team like, yeah, this team could really compete. They could be a legitimate force to be working with. Uh, nothing against that Prescott, but coming into the regular season, he won't be seeing any vanilla defenses.
1: Yeah, he won't. I mean, I'm looking Chris. at the stats for tonight from this defense, and this is like I said: 26 players, majority, like pretty much 99% of them starters were are sitting up here in the DMV while they're down there in Tampa. And they still managed to get two sacks and an INT. Now, granted, it is against tackles like, like number two, three, the fours, but that's still very impressive. That shows that the depth yeah. of the defense is still very, very talented. That if we were to lose a key component on our defense, we have guys that can step up and play. So that gives me a lot of confidence going into the season, in a, a season in which the experts think that we're not going to, you know, what I'm saying. And, that the defense is think that, well, the experts think that we're not going to do very well, uh, record wise. That our defense is definitely looking to be a strong point of our team, and I'm I'm very happy about that right now because that was the one concern I had going into the season was our defense. How was our defense going to do, especially our secondary? When we gave up the most big like what we were one of the worst teams when it came to yards giving up. We gave up a lot of big plays last season. So this season they went out and they got Josh Norman, Rashad realism into another season in his defensive system, along with D. Hall and Blackman and all them. I think that this season might be the year that the defense really, really shows shows up.
2: Yeah, I think so too. <sighs> I really do. Uh... Man, I'm just ready for the season to start. Well, we so since we're on the football. We we have more football news. Okay. yesterday, uh, Minnesota Vikings quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, in- injured himself at practice. And will be out. I think he's done for the season.
1: He is done for the season. Um, he suffered a non-contact injury to his left knee. Turned out to be, like, they, people who were on the scene said it was a very ugly injury. A lot of people were very emotional, and it turned out that their worst fears, fears were realized. Uh, he suffered a dislocated kneecap and a complete tear of his wow. uh, anterior cruciate ligament. He didn't suffer uh, any other structural damage but it is enough that he has to have surgery. He's having surgery within the next couple of days, and his se- season is effectively pretty much done. Uh, and, the, and the problem is that the only other quarterback that they have on their roster that knows the system is Sean Hill, who's in his upper 30s. Um, so it's not looking too good for Minnesota, who looked like they were a prohibited favorite to compete in the NFC North, but with Teddy Bridgewater going down with that injury, their their stock has definitely plummeted a lot. And scoring update, everybody: Tampa Bay has just scored, um, just scored a touchdown. They just scored a late touchdown. Um, give me a second. Um, Ryan Griffin from nine yards to Bernard Reedy with uh, 57 seconds left in the game. Uh, just scored, they just scored a touchdown. They've gotten it to within seven. So there's a possibility of an onside kick for example, to try to at least drive one, make get one more drive and score. Who knows? But right now they're down seven.
2: Yeah, and they, uh, with they just kicked the onside.
1: They kicked the
2: onside, they kicked the onside, and it went out of bounds.
1: <laughs> uh, so it'll be the Redskins football.
2: Yep.
1: All right. Well, it looks like the Redskins are gonna try to run out the clock and take this one. So, uh, yep, are gonna improve the three and looks like they're going to approve the three and one on the uh, on the preseason and ride some momentum going into the regular season where they got to make some decisions. But back to Minnesota, like I said, they, they went and re-signed a quarterback they just released recently, but the problem, but they will probably be a backup to Sean Hill who has experience playing in the NFL in the regular season. And as you know, quite this local, familiar with the, with the system uh, that they run, but I just think that this was a big blow to Minnesota to have um, to have Teddy Bridgewater go down like this uh, on a non-contact injury and have it pretty much blow out his knee. That, that's a very tragic thing to happen.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was tragic. I mean, it's it's tough say to anyone go down but yeah, I mean, especially with a team that has so much promise. I mean, not a lot of people not only saw Minnesota competing for the competing for their division, but a lot of people had them as a possible Super Bowl favorite. So now without Teddy Bridgewater, with all the weapons that this Minnesota offense has, I mean, they still Rack that quarterback who been doing enough for them to win games. Uh let's move. Let's uh, let's move on to some more news. Uh, Joey Bosa finally signs his rookie deal. His contract with the San Diego Chargers.
1: About fucking Over 25- time! I said that on that. I said that on your stand. I said about fucking time he signs shit.
2: He ended his holdout after agreeing to a full year twenty-five point something million with seventeen million guaranteed up front. So maybe Diego's go public with it was was a good idea after all. <laughs> but now they finally, a, they finally got him on the. They finally got him in working out. I mean, he's already missed OTAs and training camp and preseason. So he will be behind. Hopefully, he can show San Diego what he is worth on the field and actually do something to help that defense overall. Remind them why they drafted him. Uh,
1: oh, and by the way, it is a final in Tampa Bay. Washington twenty Tampa Bay thirteen. Uh, Redskins end the preseason three and one. And then now prepare to trim their roster down to fifty three and get ready to host the Pittsburgh Steelers on September the twelfth.
2: So
1: congratulations. congratulations. And now congratulations. let's hope they get out of Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, I'm praying for that. Chris. That that brain did look nasty, but uh, moving on though. Uh, okay. okay, yeah, we had, we had quite a few releases. A lot of teams have already started cutting down their rosters. The Cleveland Browns released veteran linebacker Paul Kruger. They released Paul Kruger and I forgot someone, somebody else. I mean, it was two chocolate releases, though.
1: Yeah, and I think Kruger already signed with another team.
2: I'm yeah. Not I believe the Saints.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pot Roast, Terrence Knighting was released by the New England Patriots
1: well, that's no shock there. Not at all. And I just, I just saw the, I just saw the news, which is no shock at all. Um, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is officially on IR, so the season is over. Uh, Sean Hill will be the starting quarterback going forward. Brad Sorensen was the quarterback who was recently released by the, um, by the Vikings, but he was re-signed by the Vikings on uh, Wednesday following the injury to Teddy Bridgewater. And he will be uh, backing up Sean Hill, and he'll be joining undrafted rookie quarterback Joel Stave and Taylor Henke on the depth chart. So there's a, po- and there's a possibility that they could be trying to bring in another veteran, uh, to, to be on the depth chart, and maybe one or two of those undrafted rookies might end up being gone or on a practice squad.
2: Oh, true. But we also had we had quite a few more releases though. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles released former New York Giant wide receiver Ruben Randall. So oh, that guy was gonna be something special. Uh, well, of course, Pablo's got released from uh, New England. The Washington Redskins released Perry Riley and Stephen Payer. I believe that's all the releases I can think of at the moment.
1: Jack Mattenberg was released by the Chargers. Oh on yeah, Tuesday from
2: Tennessee. Yeah,
1: yeah. From San Diego at the Planet, of Tennessee, uh, he was actually claimed off waivers today by the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: That was very and,
1: interesting. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they say he's going to compete to back up Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to compete with Landry Jones for the backup spot because um, Bruce Radkowski, who was the third quarterback on the depth chart, is now on season-ending injury reserve after he suffered a hamstring injury. So, um, so yeah, it's, so it looks like the depth chart for Pittsburgh is going to have of course Ben who who is at all who basically the starter, and then you have either Landry Jones or uh, Zach Mattenberger as his backup. So, we'll see how that plays out.
2: Yeah. We shall see. Uh, So, I think anything else...
1: uh... And then the the center that we traded for... uh, sell through after yeah, he
2: failed the physical. So yep. he that was a blow. Then
1: reverted back to the Patriots and the Patriots are most likely gonna release him, so we'll see how that goes. And here's an interesting here's an interesting note. Um uh, I'm reading this off of my uh I read I'm just read just picking this up. Apparently um uh, her cousin Definitely trying to show that he this is his team and trying to gain you know favor with his team. Um, actually purchased Tommy Bahama shirts for the entire team for their welcome home luncheon as a tribute to Resident director of football operations Paul Kelly, who wears them almost daily. Um, so. Uh, yeah, a lot of Slayers wore it, though some of them weren't too big big fans of the shirts. matter of fact, D'Angelo Hall said, a quote, uh, I'll probably retire mine after today, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Cousins wanted the team to look, to look good when they came up for the, the welcome home luncheon, um, so yeah, he bought them shirts. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that's great. Oh, also... The Broncos name, their, starter, their uh, starting quarterback for the season Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to figure out who the fuck
2: that is. Yeah, I think the whole world is. He beat out Matt Sanchez and rookie Axel Lynch for the starting job. I thought I'm, I'm going to wish him the on. best of luck. <laughs>
1: I mean, Buff Bumble
2: tried to redeem himself. For me,
1: nah, he'll never get rid of that Buff Bumble shit. I'm sorry.
2: Nah, it lives on. It lives for eternity. I
0: think
1: think another story to to look at is uh, how Al Jazeera put out a story about how James Harrison, Clay Matthews, and Julius Peppers. Uh, They claimed that they were doing PEDs, but a a league investigation cleared those three of any wrongdoing and cleared them of of doing any illegal performance-enhancing drugs. They said in a statement, quote, the NFL found no credible evidence that Pittsburgh James Harrison and Green Bay's Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers were provided with or used substances prohibited under the NFL." NFLPA's policy on performance-enhancing substances following a comprehensive investigation into allegations made in a documentary by Al Jazeera America uh, announced today. The three players participated in interviews last week at their team facilities. Initiated in January, the investigation was led by the NFL security and legal teams with support from experts, consultants, and other professionals. The investigation involved witness interviews, a review of relevant records and other materials, electronic research and laboratory analysis and reviews. Um, So, yeah, so it seems like Al Jazeera seems to be getting it wrong all the way around. Uh, They accused uh, now-retired quarterback Peyton Manning of PED use, which was ultimately proved wrong. And uh, free agent linebacker Mike Neal were also named in that Al Jazeera report. Um, The free agent linebacker has cooperated with investigators, but his case is still under review and has yet to be cleared. Manning cooperating was cleared earlier this offseason, and now the other three have been cleared. So now Neal is the only one yet to have been cleared by uh, the league after that report came out. So Al Jazeera is just getting it wrong all the way the hell around. And they need to like they just need to they need to cut it
2: completely out. Oh man, the switch gears a little bit. Not only football season is NFL football season is a week away, but you have college football.
1: Yes indeed, college football is back It's back it's back, and um, they're actually getting ready to kick off the season this week, actually, I believe
2: yep, they are this week this this week you we have. let's see yeah this week they they do kick off um I mean, yeah have some pretty interesting matchups too. Especially for yes, Friday and Saturday. Saturday games consist of Georgia Tech versus Boston College, Oklahoma versus, well, number three Oklahoma versus number 15 Houston, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Hawaii versus number seven Michigan, Records I mean, was number got, fourteen, Washington.
1: I mean, the season will L- de- essentially L- the season was essentially kick off uh, tomorrow night. You have a couple games slated, at least out of the top twenty five tomorrow night: Louisville and Charlotte, uh, Tennessee, Appalachian State. Uh, but you do, like you mentioned, you do have a, some very intriguing matchups, including um, Georgia and North Carolina. Uh, face it off. Uh, Alabama, the number one, the team that was ranked right number one in the preseason polls, will begin their their season hosting USC. Was ranked twentieth, and number two Clemson is going to be facing Auburn and, um, and uh, facing off against Auburn. But I think the matchup a lot of people are going to be looking forward to is uh, Florida State, Ole Miss, uh, going at it on a Monday night as the season begins, so that's going to be a fun one to watch.
2: Another one that should be interesting is going to be number 10, Notre Dame versus Texas, Sunday Sunday at four. No, 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 Sunday night on ABC. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: a that's it. We're getting ready to start off the, um, the 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 college football season. Trying to see who's gonna once again walk away with that that trophy as national champions. I, I can't wait, and I know Maryland. Like we all know, like Maryland, they're gonna be um, they're gonna be in action as well um, this weekend. They're gonna be hosting Howard. On Saturday, September the third at twelve over there at uh, Capital One Field at Maryland Stadium over in College Park. Uh, so that'll be something to look, look look forward to. The Maryland Terrapins beginning their third season in the Big Ten Conference, trying to see if they can improve on their standing last season in the Big T- in the Big Ten. Uh, other Big Ten action includes Michigan and Ohio State will be in action on Saturday as well, uh, and uh, Wisconsin will be facing off against uh, fifth-ranked LSU. Um, so Big Ten gonna be get, kicking it off. Matter of fact, Big Ten kicking it off also on Thursday. Uh, Indiana and, and Minnesota are gonna be in action on Thursday night uh, to, to kick off Big Ten. Uh to kick off the big ten uh jaunt through the football
2: season, so can't wait for that yeah this should be it. this is gonna be a great weekend for college football a lot of marquee matchups main event type games for those who have ops who had opportunity to catch those games, you better enjoy them' because they will be great. one thing I wanna Go ahead and do before we get off the air. I have a rant. Go for it. Okay, so we've all seen and heard all the backlash from the whole Colin Kaepernick take. Before I kick, before I kick off my rant, what are your thoughts on everything that's happened ever since? he said that while he sat during a national anthem.
1: Well, I mean, this is my thing. He's gotten he's gotten support from a lot of people, but the main people that he's gotten support from that I don't think anybody thought he would has been people in the military. There are people in the military who have said, Look, it's his right to not stand up for the national anthem, and because of that, that's the right that we have fought for. Like he, we have fought for him to have that right, so we're not going to persecute this young man because of that. Because he won't stand up for a song. It's not this disres- They don't feel as though it's disrespectful. They feel as though it's his right, and he's going. He's he's you know exercising that right. And I feel like everybody who is sitting here persecuting this man because he won't stand up for the national anthem, then you really have no clue as to what, and then using the military as a reason why you're you're against them, you really don't understand what the military is really doing uh, when it comes to uh, them defending our rights. One of those rights is what Colin Kaepernick is doing. So everybody just needs to just, they just need to just take a chill pill and sit back and just chill. As for Kaepernick and um, Will Blackman said it during an interview in the locker room earlier this week, don't just make it just about, don't just make it where you're just sitting for the National Anthem. Be a true activist for this. Go all in for this, you know, because if you're just, if you're just, you know, having your, this cause, and you it's just you sitting uh for the national anthem, then people are not gonna believe in your color. Be a true activist.
2: All right, you go exactly. ahead and Okay. Now that he said what well, he he said he's setting up for his rights. My problem mm. is all these uh, <laughs> people who had a problem with him standing up for his rights. It's like every time a person of color voiced their opinion or stand up for something that they believe in, it's always a certain race that always finds ways to bash it. First of all, his protest is not about the American flag. But it's funny how people want to throw the American flag in this because he chooses not to stand for the national anthem. This protest is not about the American flag. Get that out of here. He is not disrespecting the flag unless not standing up. That flag is supposed to represent America, land of the free, home of the brave. However, when has America really been free? Well, let me rephrase it. When has anyone of color been free? They want to talk about equality, this and the other. America has never been a place of equality, people of color have never been equal. For those to throw in, try to throw this. Oh, he's he's an idiot for not standing up to the flag. Let me remind you, y'all homeboy Dylan, you know the one that set up the church in South Carolina. Yep. Yep. He also burnt that same flag that you say that Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting. That same flag that you say represents this country, the same flag that you have an uproar about because one person is not standing up for the national anthem. But yet this guy, this white kid burns the American flag, also kills non innocent people in the church, gets arrested Most of on, his way to, on his way to going to, to the police house they treat him to Burger King. I never heard of that before. But they treat him to Burger King. Then he gets all these online supporters helping him make bail. It's funny how they always mention that this is not about race. How they always say people of color need to stop making about race. How can we, every time we voice our opinions or stand up for something we believe in, y'all get up? Well, because we're making we're making our voices known. Instead of attacking attacking the fact that he's not that he's not standing up for the anthem, how about you actually look at the protest? See what he's protesting about. Look at why he is protesting. That's the thing thing that always kills me. They're quick to throw in so much irrelevant BS, but they always try to ignore the reason for the protest. They try to ignore the racism. Which has never died Every time The word racism Comes up White and black killings They are quick to throw in Black on black killings But Every time I hit them with this White on black White's been killing Blacks For centuries Centuries it it has never stopped. Blacks haven't been killing blacks for centuries. But his, I mean, but again, they need to understand why he is protesting, why he is frustrated with this country. Because honestly, that's how all people of color really feel about America. Not saying that we don't love it. That we don't respect this country, but this country and the people in it do not live up to the greatness that America is supposed to represent. And I'm really sick and tired of it. Y'all want to tell me to move, leave the country? Well, last time, I, well, last time I checked, my ancestors were brought here by your by your ancestors who came over here from England and stole this land from the Native Americans. So technically, this isn't your home either. Y'all stole it. Amen. I need the racism to stop being ignored. Because I guarantee you, there's not one of them who try to ignore it would trade places with any person of color for a day. They couldn't handle it. They don't want that lifestyle. They don't want to be stopped by police, harassed, being held down, looked at differently just because of the color of your skin. Getting criticized for everything that you say, getting criticized for standing up for something that you believe in, they don't want that for one day. So for them to tell us that we need to get over slavery, no, because in our minds, we're still slaves. Y'all brainwashed us for centuries. It's over. It's time for us as people of color to go back to fighting for what we believe in. Go back to fighting for what made us great. Go back to fighting for what those before us fought for So, Colin Kaepernick, if you really want to do this, be an advocate. Don't do this just to sit down on an anthem. Do this to get your voice heard, to really, really make a difference. Continue to use your platform to reach out to your community, reach out to others. Use your platform. Who speaks your mind on everything that's going on. Because honestly, America is not pretty. We know the truth. But they won't acknowledge it. And I'm done.
1: I think we can go ahead and end the show off just with that, because I mean you just you hit you yeah. you, you really nailed it there. Well you really nailed it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you need to just be attractive. Don't just make it be about sitting for a national anthem and trying to create a controversy. If you're going to get people's attention, do something with it.
2: Exactly. Also, another thing I want to add, I've read a lot of comments on talking about how, oh, since, oh, all these athletes think they're over us. We need to force them to stand. They should be forced to stand. First of all, if this, this is really the home of the free, If we're really free, no one should be forced to do anything. Exactly. We're supposed to be free. We shouldn't be forced. How can we be free and you're trying to force us to stand for the anthem, stand against something that's against our beliefs, try to force exactly. us into religion that we don't be, religious views that we don't believe in, force us into exactly. political views that we don't agree with. Force us into The government that we have That's a problem America is not free They force They they force us into Everything And that needs to end Now I'm done Yeah.
1: Okay Well you know what That's a great way to end the show I mean Hopefully that message gets out to everybody You know, everybody that's been Dogging, Kaepernick And, you know, all this other stuff Get the message Get the message Cap.
2: I support you You have my full support
1: I was neutral About this But, seeing how a lot of people In the military support What he's doing And understand what he's doing i got I got caps back on this one. I definitely
2: got caps back on this one. The sad part is this is not a race thing on me. When Ryan Locke did it, I said nothing. When I see lawyers, judges who don't stand while they're in court, I say nothing. When I see people on the street. Who don't Or at a game Who don't stand I say nothing At the end of the day You have the right You have a right To anything In this country That's part of the Constitution Amen Well like
1: I said I think that's the best way To end the show off With that right there man I think we had a great show We talked about a lot Again, the Redskins were victorious tonight in their final preseason game, Uh, as well as the Nats were victorious uh, against the Phillies tonight. It's been a good night for D.C. sports.
2: Yeah, it's been a good night. Hopefully we'll have many good nights.
1: Yeah, we will. But, um, you know, you know we'll be back next week. Go ahead and give them that rundown real quick there, uh, Shills.
2: Friday night we will have his and hers. Next week we'll be back here next Wednesday and every Wednesday night with the Skybox. Well it's been real, y'all. We gotta go though. Catch all next Peace week. Out, Peace Later. Out.